Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring, your weekly news roundup for the wide world of wrestling. I am, of course, your host for the evening. I am the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo. Dalton, how are you doing tonight? Uh, Doing good. Uh, my basement flooded from all the water. Uh, I didn't. Even, I came home. I didn't even. I tell came you home that. at my lunch break. To, I came home at my lunch break to check uh, yeah. to make sure. But because one of the ladies that I work with also had a ton of water, like she said, her son went home on his lunch break from work, and she could hear him on the phone, like sloshing around downstairs. I was like, oh my god. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just seepage because the uh, extension pipe on my gutter uh, was off, and I feel like it's probably been off for a couple weeks. And with all the snow, I think just too much water saturated the ground. So, but it wasn't a lot of water. Sadie actually took care of it before I even got home. She just let me know it was flooding. So, like, it's been a weird day, but it's been a good day. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it turns out we have the opposite problem that we had last week. Where last week it was like, well, crap, there's like two, three real news stories. Uh, This week we don't have that issue. So, we're going to move on. We're going to be moving a little quick because I refuse to let this go too much longer than an hour. Got it. So, uh, a little bit of setup here. I apologize. If you listened to last week's episode, I was not on my game. I admitted it on the the episode itself. I told you, I was like, wow, this has been a long week. I'm sleep deprived. It's not, this isn't me at my best. If you came back after last week, bless you and welcome. And hopefully we're going to make this up to you. But, couple things to clarify. One, Impact's pay-per-view this weekend is not hard to kill. It's no surrender. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Uh, And two, Elimination Chamber was not last Saturday. It was this Saturday. Or it is this Saturday, I should say. Uh, I don't know how I got that that wrong. I double-checked the date before we went live. And for whatever reason, I thought the 19th was last Saturday, but it's not. Last week was weird. I'll give you a mulligan on it. Last week was a weird week in general, so I'll give that to you. And and those those super long days that I had that I had on the Tuesday kind of don't help. So, yeah, so my bad. I apologize. Um, That said, everything we said last week about the Saudi show applies to this week. We're not mad at you if you decide to watch it. Personally, I'm not watching it, so we're not going to preview it. We'll talk about whatever major news happenings come out of it, including who knows my, who might show up out of nowhere. We'll get to more on that here in just a little bit. But before we get into the biggest news of the week, a couple real quick previews. Uh, we're not going to go full in-depth, full card breakdowns, but I do want to put a spotlight on two shows that are running on Saturday the 19th, which is this Saturday... And I'm looking at the posters right now. They are Saturday. Oh, this one's Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, Saturday, February 19th. Okay, good. Uh, the first one, like I said, being... Oh, I just closed out of the tab. Son of a gun. No Read Surrender? The tab. There we go. Yeah, it's Impact's No Surrender. I Impact has been doing such a good job for such a long time. And it really kind of seems like people have been sleeping on it, which they have been. But I highly encourage you to check this one out. I don't know which of the shows I'm going to get. I may end up watching both, just like one after the other. But this looks like a really, really entertaining card. I'm very, very excited for a couple of these matches. Uh, We have Matt Cardona defending the Impact Digital Media Championship against Jordan Grace. Because now that Cardona has finally turned heel in Impact Wrestling, I am all in. I'm super excited to see that. Uh, Black Taurus versus Jonah. Eric Young versus Jay White. That match is going to be that. That is the one that I low key think is going to steal the show because I'm a big fan of Jay White and Eric Young has been one of my favorites since the team Canada days. Yeah. Like he has been such an underrated. I have, I have described him multiple times to people as TNA slash impacts Chris Jericho because he's constantly reinventing himself. Whatever he's given, he's knocking out of the park and he's a fantastic wrestler. And going up against someone like Jay White, who boy, I'm into it. The Good Brothers versus Gorillas of Destiny for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. The fact that this match is happening on Impact and not happening somewhere in New Japan is very, very surprising to me. Yeah. But like the amount of shit talk that's gone down between these two teams for the last 
four years five years yeah how long has it been uh they uh, long longer than that at this point 2016 is whenever the good brothers went to uh wwe Whew, okay yeah so the this one has been brewing for a while and i'm excited to see it the impact knockouts championship mickey james defending against tasha Steeles. Uh, let's see the impact world championship to be defended as moose goes one-on-one against w morrissey who of course is formerly known as big Cass. who if you're thinking if you if you're not current on impact if you're not keeping up with impact at all and you heard the impact title is going to be defended again and, and big Cass is challenging for it you're i understand that you're what your gen, your general your initial reaction would be like, wow, what a TNA move. No, you need to put that prejudice aside because W. Morrissey is a whole other act. It's almost like a whole new person. He has reinvented himself and he's surprisingly like doing a really great job at Impact. Yeah, everything I've so, seen him do since being like since post WWE, once he started like working regularly again, I've enjoyed. I think he's awesome. I didn't, yeah. I didn't hate him in WWE. I hate what they gave him, what, like what they gave him to do post Enzo mm-hmm. and Cass. Yeah. The stuff with the breakup w- was rough, but and they didn't really give him a chance to spotlight, you know, his strengths, whereas impact is kind of is doing that. So I, I genuinely think that you would be pleasantly surprised if you haven't been watching impacts, but you saw what he's been doing in impact since he's shown up. Cause he's been there for a while now. And then the match that I'm most interested in from a story standpoint is team impact versus honor. No more. Uh, team Impact is Chris Sabin, Eddie Edwards, Rhino, Rich Swan, and Steve Macklin. Honor, Nor- Honor No More is a group of invading former Ring of Honor wrestlers. Uh, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, Vincent, and Kenny King, uh, all being managed by Maria Canellis. And basically, they are just traveling vagabonds. They got released from Ring of Honor, so they're like, we're going to come here and fuck everything up. And they're doing it. And it's been super cool to watch. So the stipulation for this that match, though, is if Team Impact wins, Honor No More can like they have they're gone. They're they're gone for good. Uh, but if Honor No More wins, they get to remain in Impact Wrestling. So there's a lot of stuff in the background. We'll talk a little bit about Josh Alexander's situation. Uh, Steve Macklin is a last minute replacement. No one on his team trusts him. Uh, even though he has been beaten down by Honor No More before, and it's just kind of a there's a whole there's a whole mess. But like, I think this looks like a really great show, and Impact again. I can't say it enough has been doing such a really good job, so consistently. Like even without the Forbidden Door stuff, like their show on their own has been quality, and it's getting slept on. And I really think people should check that out. And then the other show that is happening this Saturday is super cool. Very, It's an important show. It's a show that I think a lot of people should check out. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it up there, which bums me out because I was actually really wanting to go. But I don't think the timing is going to work out. But it's Black Wrestlers Matter St. Louis. The Black Wrestlers Matter has run shows previously. Uh, I believe... Just one. This is the second one. This is the second... Okay, that's what I thought... I, was pretty sure it was the second one, but I wasn't 100% sure. Um, Jossie is their current champion. Uh, they planted some seeds with between him and Mike Outlaw, one of the WrestleMax shows that I did that was super cool. But this is a, a really, really cool show. It's a really important show, like I said. Um, but that's going to be this Saturday at... Oh, wait, no. They aren't going to be able to live stream this because they announced that just the venue that they're in, the North County Rec Center... Mm-hmm. Uh, it it the, the internet connection is not stable enough for them to tr- try to attempt to live stream it. It will be recorded and put up later for uh, VOD. So nice. if you want to watch it live and you're in the St. Louis area, check it out. Or if you're not in the St. Louis area, make the trip because this is going to be a stacked show. Uh, Myron Reed versus Kenny Alfonso. Ooh. Kenny Alfonso rules. We've worked with him in ccw before so i'm always very excited to see him do and he's someone who is growing his name in this area between kansas city and st louis yeah he's doing and that makes me he's on the next terminus show too yeah yeah um which is next thursday Mm -hmm. terminus 2 is thursday the 24th so check that out as well 
uh, JDX, who's someone that I very quickly became a fan of after watching him at WrestleMax for the first time. Uh, that dude rules. The D stands for damn talented. Uh, uh, JDX versus Fred. Is it Yehi? Yehi, I think is how you say it, yeah. I th- I, I, I'm pretty sure I, it's I Yehi. Get, I always get in my head about saying it correctly, so I'm going to go with Yehi, and I'm going to apologize if I'm wrong. Uh, ACH versus Camaro Jackson. That match is going to rule. Um... Tootie Lynn versus Big Swole. <laughs> that match. That match is gonna rule. <laughs> that was my match of the night, honestly. Uh, between Big, like I love watching Big Swole. Tootie's one of my favorite people just to watch in general in this area. Um, mm. So I'm, I saw that one and I was like, "Ooh, that's a that's a that's a spicy one," and I'm here for that's, it. Yeah, that's gonna be really good. Xavier Walker versus Stephen Wolf, uh, and then the main event for the Black Wrestlers Matter Heavyweight Championship: Mike Outlaw challenges Jossie for the title. So. That is going to be that's such a stacked card. Yeah. Board. I'm I'm real excited to see that. So, um, but yeah, if you're in the area, be sure to check that out. Otherwise, be on the lookout for the VOD whenever that goes up. And yeah, congrats to them. That is just a stacked friggin' show, man. Like dear lord. But enough about the previews. Enough. There's no reviews. We're not so we don't have any shows to review because turns out there wasn't a pay per view on Saturday. Who'd have thunk it? So it's been an interesting couple days it in the world of pro wrestling. Really has. Holy crap! Uh, starting with when you, when we get to the second story, the fact that this first story is the biggest story of the week. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and and that story is, of course, Cody and Brandy Rhodes have left AEW. I that still feels weird to say. Um, I'm going to read the statement, the press release that All Elite Wrestling put out on their Twitter account. And that is Cody and Brandy Rhodes were in. <sighs> so I always say integral. That's. Uh, but then, you're but I, right. I'll take it. But but I've heard people say integral. Integral is what and I've I, always said. Okay. So if it's one of those things where it's like, I've only ever read it. So if saying it out loud, I might be saying it wrong. Correct me. If you don't, if, if you know for sure, not like a, I think that's wrong. If you know for sure, let me know. Uh, Cody and Brandy Rhodes were integral to the launch of All Elite Wrestling. Cody's ability combined with his boldness and his passion for our industry and his love for community outreach helped AEW deliver on our mission to give fans what they needed for far too long. Something new, innovative, and lasting. Brandy helped us shape the AEW story, and I appreciate how hard she fought for us both in the ring and out of the ring competing in the women's division while advancing our efforts at inclusion and civic causes, including great partnerships with Culture City and the American Heart Association. I have immense respect and appreciation for Cody and Brandy, and I wish them both the best as they move on from AEW. Thank you, Cody and Brandy. Tony Khan, CEO, President, General Manager, and Head of Creative All Elite Wrestling. Um, Both Cody and Brandy have put thoughts and, and posts as well. Um, they're both kind of long, so I'm not going to read them, uh, on the air, but if you go to either one of their Twitter accounts, you can, or even I think on their Instagrams as well, they're posted there. So you can find those on their social media. But, um, so let's rewind back to December, I want to say, when Sean Ross Sapp on Fightful broke the story that Cody was working without a contract. He was technically a free agent and he was on a handshake deal. As the TNT champion. Yeah. For AEW. And I'll admit it. I was super wrong. I assumed this was just, oh, you know, it just, the contract hasn't been signed yet. It's, they just, you know, I think it might've been, there was some online outlet, like it might've been Meltzer even, who was just like, he wasn't at the show. Like the contract is there and ready. He just hasn't signed it yet. Like the deal expired, but you know, he's the next time he's actually there, he'll sign a new contract. Yeah. I was like, that makes a ton of sense. He's one of the founders of the company. He's an EVP. He does all this stuff behind the scenes. There's no way he's leaving AEW. Like, it's just a matter of, like, it's, it's a given that he's not, that he's going to resign. Yeah. Uh, ding dong, me wrong. That didn't th- happen. Because, wow. Uh, seeing this, I was floored. Like, legitimately. I was like, oh, holy crap. And then, the follow-up to it, of apparently uh, it was Andrew Zarian and one other person. It might've been Sap, but have confirmed that Cody has been in talks with at least people at WWE about making a return. 
they knew apparently people within WWE were aware that that statement of him no longer being with AEW was going up when it went up. So I, that is going to be, it's one of those things where it's like, I completely trust these sources. Cause I don't, I, I, I want to point out, like, I didn't think that Sap was wrong about, Oh, Cody doesn't have a contract. I just didn't think he would actually not resign. Yeah. Um, I still stand by the fact that there was no chance in hell. The TNT champion showed up at the Royal rumble. That oh, was yeah. never going to happen. That said, I do, but like, I don't, I, it wasn't that I didn't believe him. It was just like, oh, well, no, there, why would he ever leave? So I, I want to say, I don't, it's not that I don't believe the reports that he's been talking with WWE and that he could debut at any moment. Cause it's the contract expired. He, there is no non-compete. Like he could have shown up at NXT on Tuesday if he wanted to, um, he could show up on Monday for raw. He could show up at Saudi Arabia. If he, if that was something that he wanted to do, um, I don't think he will. I will, for the record, I don't think that's going to happen, but like, you know, I also didn't think he was going to leave AEW. So what the f- do I know? God, I don't want to watch the Saudi show. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna like if it's, if, I'll watch the Twitter clip. Ah, but so, cause like, here's the thing it, let's say if he shows up mm-hmm. it, and not just Saturday, if he shows up at mania or the week before mania or the week if he shows up at wwe Mm -hmm. it'll be monumental because this will be the first um aew to wwe star now granted we're playing fast and loose because he was a wwe guy but like we haven't had a single person work for aew that was a signed contracted weekly tv character now go to wwe and not even just that, he is a founder yeah. and an EVP. Like, this is, I don't think that people realize how big of a deal this is. Him, not just him possibly going to WWE, but him leaving AEW. Because, you know, you hear reports of all the things that he does behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, it's he, he had other, he had other roles other than just performing on the show. And just to jump back to the point I was making earlier, I I will say, like, it's not that I don't believe them saying that he's had talks with WWE. It's just my brain will not accept Cody Rhodes going to WWE until I see him in a wrestling in a WWE ring. Yeah, that's just like that. It it, it melts my brain a little bit like it's wrinkling my brain. But that said, like I like like I said, man, it's this is going to be something I don't think we see the long term effects of. Until months from now. Because because it isn't just Cody. It's Brandy as well. Between the chief branding officer. She's been very vocal about like her doing the community outreach stuff. All of that. So these are two pretty sizable gaps behind the scenes that are now going to have to be filled. So who do they, you know, who are they going to have step up? Are they going to bring someone new in that won't necessarily pull double duty, you know, between doing the behind the scenes stuff and wrestling? I, I think that could be kind of an interesting question there as well. Um, so I do want to point out that there was a there was a new segment that I want to bring to the show. I don't have a name for it yet, if we even have a name. But, Dalton, did you know there are some weird motherfuckers on Twitter? Oh, yeah. And it kind of broke me the other day of just seeing people log on to Al Gore's internet and say the dumbest, most ignorant shit... And I'm just like, are you, what are you even thinking posting this like for people to read? So last week I talked about, you know, hey, say something nice about someone on Twitter. Just pick a person and and tell them that you appreciate what they're doing. I'm turning that into a weekly thing because, dear Lord, I'm not about the toxic positivity. But, you know, the we, we had Greg Miller on the show. We appeared on Kind of Funny. And they're all about spreading positivity into the world. And I think we should be doing that. So... Uh, because boy, people have some fucking just dumbass things to say and ignorant things to say. So mine for this week is, is for Ethan Page and the vlog. He makes me laugh. He makes me smile. Uh, he brings on people like Mark Sterling and Evil Uno and Dan Housen and Anthony Bowens, uh, is someone and Alex Abrahantes are two people that I like 
genuinely am like, okay, you seem like a good person, and now I am just rooting for you all the way. Yeah. So the vlogs rule. The toy hunts are amazing. The stuff with Ruby Soho and and Bucky's like I love all of that. And I know I, I'm distracted from the from the the main story here of Cody and Brandy leaving AEW, but seeing someone call Amanda Huber, Brody Lee's wife, a liar because she was saying like, no, this is not a work. Like we are not, this isn't a thing. Like what, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you accuse someone like that of doing that? And just all of the people like, Oh, why would Cody's going to go to WWE? But like, no, you don't know one. You don't, we don't know. He is two. His reasons are his own. He could have, you know, if, cause there's a ton of speculation and we're not going to get super into the, the, the rumors and the reports like Wade Keller put up a thing on his podcast of like, literally no one has anything nice to say about Brandy Rhodes. And then like 16 people were like, so this dude's full of shit because we all love Brandy. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, sure, everyone has a different story. I know for a fact that Sadie told you that people thought I was a huge asshole at CCW. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, well, no, I'm just super awkward. And I don't like, I, I like talking to my friends and new people scare me. Like I got to talk to Dylan and that was awesome. Shout out to Dylan. What's up? Uh, and I was like every interaction I have with him now that I've seen him, like I've seen him twice. I'm like, oh man, I hope he doesn't think I'm a dick. Like, cause like, was I weird? I feel like I was probably weird. No, nah, he's cool <laughs> with saying he knows me. If he's willing to say he knows me, he's gonna, yeah. yeah, no, it's the Dalton test. Oh, you're cool with him. You have to be cool with Ace and then he's the better one. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things like people, I'm sh- I guarantee you there were people backstage at AEW who loved Cody and Brandy. I guarantee you there were people backstage at AEW who hated Cody and Brandy. Everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different experience. That's not what's important. Yeah. Their reasons for leaving are their own. And until they publicly like do an interview or which I would much rather see on like uh, um, sessions with Renee Paquette versus an in ring. Like I don't if I see Cody cut an anti AEW promo in a WWE ring after him breaking the throne with the sledgehammer, my brain is going to explode. We'll have to, That's going to give me an aneurysm. We'll, we'll have to take a couple of weeks off. And I said weeks, <laughs> plural, because we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to we're gonna have some shit to process. But like, if he if he wants to go to AEW, and if the the a bunch of WWE. you know, the I'm sorry, yeah, dear lord, if he wants to go to WWE, thank you. The prevailing report right now that has seemed to have been between Sap and Meltzer was Cody wanted he well, a he wanted more money. And B, he did not want to lose the creative control that he had. And Tony Khan, AEW, was not willing to comprom- to give him the money that he wanted. And they wanted to not give him the full creative control that he was after. And so between those two things, they couldn't come to an agreement. Cody leaves AEW. And for people who are like, oh, so he wanted creative control and now he doesn't want... And now he's going to go to WWE? It's like, yeah, he's not going to have creative control there, more than likely. We don't know what that contract is going to look like. We don't know what those negotiations look like. But it's entirely possible that there is an amount of money that the record profit-breaking WWE has is willing to pay him to be like, you know what, if you're going to pay me X amount of dollars, I no longer care about creative control. Uh, Like, people have, people are complex. There's different motivations that they can have. Now my headcanon if he shows up. Is that every release since the pan since AEW started? So not even the pandemic, but since AEW started, every release it's just been a little Infinity Stone, and it has been budget cuts. <laughs> every, because they're trying every to- <laughs> every dime they've cut from cutting people like Bray Wyatt and fucking Braun Strowman and Joe and all them, it's going towards the Cody Rhodes fund. Uh, it's the AEW EVP fund. They don't care who they get. They want they if they can get Omega if they can get both of the young bucks even just one if of the young bucks. If they just get Nick, 
Yeah, like, <laughs> and just bring bring me one of them. But it's like, oh, Cody's contract is up? Oh, he didn't resign? And just, like, gather the troops. <laughs> Vince grabs the gauntlet, I'll do it myself. You yeah. see a little picture of Cardona and Myers in one of the stones. It's all, <laughs> I have now made this big fantastical world in my head. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Man, this is a fascinating story. Um, we'll be talking about a, this for weeks, I'm sure. Yeah, because because now the speculation leads to when does he... Di- okay, so if... Because WWE's weird. Like, they announced last week that there was a title change at the SmackDown that they filmed because they're not doing SmackDown Live yeah. because obviously they have to travel to... They're, they're in Saudi Arabia now. Yeah. People are posting pictures already. But like, oh, spoiler alert for SmackDown... There's a title change that happens. Also, I'm pretty sure there's only one title match advertised for SmackDown at this point. So, uh, oh, I wonder what could happen there. But like, so, and WWE, and it's not the first time that they've been like, oh, hey, huge title change next week. Like, they spoil their own shit all the time. So, I'm very curious if this is a a random appearance, like a, a big surprise reveal on a show or do they put out like a press release cody cody rhodes brandy uh, the current rumor that i've seen the most of is that cody's going back to wwe but brandy is not like she's doing she's going to do something else Mm -hmm. um but like so cody rhodes maybe brandy rhodes resign with wwe like do they make a big like or do they wait until they put out that press release until after he's already until he's debuted I'm curious to see how that goes. I'm curious to see what their plans are going forward with him. You know, does he, is he strictly on air? Does he take some level of backstage authority? Like, does he, you know, go into, you know, does he start working with creative? There's so many possibilities here. Uh, My favorite one being, what if it's just, what if it's Cody Rhodes, Shane McMahon, and Triple H by ROH? Or like buy NWA or something like that. I'd be in. That'd be funny. I'd be so in. Uh, only to to like get maybe hopefully video of one of the booking meetings where Triple H is like, so you want to explain that throne? That like throne <laughs> thing to me? Yeah, no, like there's, it's business. No, business yeah, is business. like you have to. Triple H yeah. did the, he did the, the pissant company in, you know, at the Hall of Fame speech. Both sides took shots. But you're going to tell me that there's not at least a little bit of tension between the two of just like, Thronebreaker, huh? Okay. I, I could see that happening either way. But yeah, I'm I'm still just like even talking about it out loud because this is the most I've actually talked about it with anybody. <laughs> and I, I apologize to our listener because I have, feel like I actually had thoughts written down that I just like barreled through. So no, because this is to me, this is exciting. Like, obviously I don't wish ill towards Cody, Brandy, a WWE, like none of that. This is just like, this is a fascinating from a industry perspective. This is fascinating. Oh, see, and I cannot wait. I'm the opposite. I think it's fascinating. Oh yeah. I hate it though. Cause like, it goes back to if you listen to my my awesome rant and the fucking attitude that I had when we did the Royal Rumble preview. Of why the fuck would it insert name here be at this fucking show whenever all they've done is talk shit for the last three years. And like now it's one of those things where like I feel like everything is lining up to make me so fucking wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, so, oh no. <laughs> Let me let me tell you this to make you feel better. No, because I need you to know it's already in my head because I was such a shithead during that show. No, you were, but the situ the, the circumstances are different. Yes, and, and you're absolutely he- right. But it could <laughs> still fucking happen. And that, like, I I'm okay with being wrong every once in a while. I'm not okay with being wrong when I'm so outwardly shitty about it. Like it's it, that's it's an always sunny moment. Like this is that moment for me where it's Cody shows up to WWE and I'm like, and I'm not going to like it. I need you to know. I don't care what they do with him. I'm not going to like it. And it's not going to be anything. I like Cody Rhodes. I was cool with them making 30 Cody Rhodes action figures at jazz wears. Cause I actually like that dude. 
And it's like, I don't give a fuck what WWE does with them. I'm gonna fucking hate it. It's that they put the fucking title on Big E, and it was the stretch that I wasn't watching, Asa. I'm already gonna hate it. I've in, ne- your defense, uh, in your defense, it was a terrible run. His, his championship run sucked. They did him dirty. That said, I, I again, one... It's, it's going to be great because those uh, AEW Supreme figures, we saw two prototypes. We saw Britt Baker and we saw Cody Rhodes. So I wonder if that's still coming out uh, too. My- but now you get, now you're going to get W, you're going to get a Cody Rhodes WWE elite with the neck tattoo and the blonde. Oh, hair. cause I already have one. We got the same one. Um, no, you're going to get the update. Yeah, one. I'm going to get the You're going to get, now you can, now you can do a true side by side elite AEW comparison. He has that fucking logo tattooed on his neck. Like I know that's not, I mean, it's not it's the, not an AEW it's, not, the AEW, it's yeah. not I know it's not I it just dawned on me that that's tattooed on his fucking neck. Oh yeah, my god. Anyway, no, so uh I the reason I was moving my hands cuz I wanted you to put a pin in that. If that comes out, which it still could. Um Wave 2 of Supreme was rumored to be Kenny Omega and Malachi Black. If Ooh. If they don't make it, I either see that Supreme is just going to, Supreme One will just have one figure, which honestly, kind of lame, but I wouldn't hate that branding mm-hmm. uh, for Wave One to have one figure. Two, it would be totally ple- like possible for them to be like, we're going to hold off for like two months and we're going to get the Kenny Omega Supreme figure made or something like that. But yeah, I just, I don't like this at all. Like, I mean, do like, always do it makes you happy as long as it's not hurting somebody. And if Cody doesn't want to be at AEW and a brand doesn't want to be at AEW, they don't owe me anything. I just don't like the prospect of Cody going back to WWE because they really didn't know what to do with him before. And now you have somebody you didn't know what to do with. And the last three years, they've just kind of been shitting on your product. So, and I don't see Vince not being not petty. Oh yeah. No, I, I, that's why I kind of was saying like, we don't know what the terms of the contract are. You know, maybe he has a, I'm not going to do this clause. Yeah. Where if they tell, if they script him to bury AEW, he can say no. Unless he wants to. Maybe he, maybe this isn't a, this isn't as amicable as it looks like it is. Yeah. Because when Big Swole left, that was amicable. Until it really wasn't. Yeah. So. Uh, did I tell you my, that's why, did I tell you my favorite meme coming out of it? Uh, it was a picture of Dusty and Sapphire dancing. And they were like, man, can't wait for this Cody re-debut. And I don't know why that fucking got me. But if that motherfucker's wearing polka dots unironically, oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I So I will say I I have not enjoyed the WWE product near as much over the last few years. I, that's not a hot take. You know, we're, we're not AEW fanboys by any stretch because AEW isn't a perfect show either. No. And there is stuff to enjoy in WWE. Like there's a lot of stuff you can get behind. That said, I kind of agree with you in the sense that it's just like... The the Cody stuff. I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. The Cody stuff in AEW has been very hit or miss to me. Yeah. Uh. The the civil war between Nightmare Factory. I didn't dig that. I wasn't into that. Honestly, the the stuff with the stuff with Malachi Black. I was super into. Yeah. So him going to WWE storytelling wise, I feel like it's gonna kind of be a lateral move. That said, we know WWE is petty. So it is going to be kind of, I'm curious to see what they do with him because it could be very good. It could be very bad. I, I don't know, yeah. but I'm excited to see what they do. And that's assuming he goes to WWE because we, you know, maybe he does end up with NWA. Maybe he does go to, uh, does stuff with like New Japan. I, I don't know. It kind of feels like everything's on the table here. Um, The other thing is it's gone. Holy crap. It just fell you know, out of my You know, that's not a bad thing because this is going to be an ongoing story for a while and we have oh, yeah. like four more stories so i'm yeah, cool, got- i'm cool with tabling it here i'm fine with that too because man um, i'm looking at our list and there's shit i have some more shit i have to get <laughs> off my chest <laughs> okay we're going we're going into dalton's uh, venting session here. yeah so yeah like like dalton said he's absolutely right we this is something we're going to be talking about for weeks if not months so buckle in kids uh, and story number two, not even the biggest story of the week, somehow, is Fightful Select is reporting that WWE is making a push to bring in Stone Cold Steve Austin for a match at this year's WrestleMania. Uh, 
I am pulling from comicbook.com from Connor Casey. Uh, I'm obviously not going to just read the Fightful Select because you should be checking them out. Congrats to them. They just hit 5,000 paid uh, patrons on Patreon. Awesome. But the the Fightful Select Patreon, it's a lot of great news. There's some cool uh, in-depth. You get a bunch of podcasts. Shout out to them. Um, but let me see. Uh, we're told that at the very least, Austin is expected for a physical role. We spoke to many on the roster that assumed that Kevin Owens was being set up for that role based on his anti-Texas angle on Raw, but that was far from confirmed either, Sap wrote. Referencing the anti-Texas promo Owens cut during Raw, the former Universal Champion and Austin have shared somewhat of a connection ever since KO started using the stunner as his finisher. Um, so yeah, this seems like they are making a big push to bring him in. They want to have, if, if not a full-on match, at least some sort of physical segment with Owens at WrestleMania. Uh, this would be the first time since WrestleMania, let's see, 19 in 2003. Okay, I was about to say, I was like, I need you to know that, like, I am, X-Pac is my favorite wrestler of all time. But mm-hmm. whenever, like, I was a kid whenever Austin did his big run. And I loved Austin. I got, I was like I got in trouble two times in school, grade school. One was wearing a DX shirt. The other one was wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. I like have such a connection with him, like many people our age do. Leave the fucking memories alone. Did we yeah. not learn a goddamn thing from Saudi Arabia Blood Money Fifty Four? We don't need to bring in people that have been retired for X amount of years to do a match. If they want Stone Cold to come out and stun Kevin Owens, cool. They've done that a couple times. And every time it makes me happy. There is something to be said about that man's last match. This was, oh, by the way, so this is the other thing. that I, This is the hell I'm dying on. This is the second one. Um, <laughs> there is something to be fucking said. And this is not a shot at Kevin Owens because we all know I love him. There is something to be said that that man's last fucking match was 19 years ago. And it was against the rock. God damn it. Let me get to my point against the rock. And it was the end of the trilogy of matches. Mm -hmm. Some of the best fucking WrestleMania matches of all time. It was the end of that. He literally didn't tell anybody that it was his last match on his best. It said one more round. OMR. It was right here or on this side. I don't know. I don't know my right and lefts via TV, but like, there was so many things saying that it was his last match. He left. He hadn't has not had a match since. Don't fucking do it. If you want him to go out and stun fucking Kevin Owens after he loses to whoever, I don't care. That's fine. Do not have him wrestle a match. Let it like he has the perfect career minus the neck injury. Like if you said which wrestler has never tainted their own legacy post-retirement, it was Sean and Stone Cold. Those were the two. Mm-hmm. They were, and like, I'm not even joking, Asa. It's those two. Everybody else has. Sean did it. Bret Hart did it. Way worse than Sean, honestly, but he did it too. Um, Not entirely his fault, but like, he still shouldn't have done that match with McMahon. Like, Ric mm-hmm. Flair did it. Hogan's done it. Everybody, The Rock had well. Uh, the Rock's kind of a weird situation, but like he never actually re- like. Retired. He never flat out said he retired. Yeah, he just went on to become I, a billionaire I, movie star. I walked it back. I walked it back. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold retired in two thousand and three. Didn't tell anybody. He was still an active TV personality a few years after he did the GM thing, which as a kid was fucking mm-hmm. awesome because he had the four wheeler. And as a little redneck kid, that was cool. Um, like, no, he doesn't need to. Also. The man has a fucking surgically repaired neck and is, like, in his 50s. I don't want to see somebody get hurt. Yeah, now, yes, he's not going to take a Canadian Destroyer. I doubt that if Austin doesn't want to bump that night, Austin won't fucking bump that night. But there is something beautiful to him retiring in 2003, not telling a fucking single soul, and having a really good match with The Rock, and then just being fucking done. And don't do it. Just fucking don't. If this was 2005, I would have a different fucking opinion. I have (laughs) gone through puberty since his last match. God fucking damn it, (laughs) WWE. Don't do this to me. I'm so fucking over this fucking mentality. God. (laughs) Well, Dalton is broken. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> I will say to kind of add on to that, um, what does this do to Kevin for Kevin Owens? Nothing. <laughs> Not a because goddamn on, fucking thing, Asa. On on you have two outcomes: Kevin Owens wins or Kevin Owens loses. If Kevin Owens wins, he has beaten someone who hasn't wrestled in 19 years. Who who all the stuff you said, you know, his his bad knees, the the surgically repaired neck, hasn't been in the in a, in a ring for 19 years. I forgot he had bad knees. It's the double brace. How could you forget well, that? Well, I only remember the neck. Anyway, it's been that long since he's wrestled, Asa. <laughs> Two, if he loses to Stone Cold, like, okay. Which I feel like is, on the one hand, I feel like Owen, like I feel like Austin would want to do right by Owens. But at the same time, like. Why? Why would you bring him back to lose? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I don't know. Uh, I feel like this should be a do it like they did with um, do it like they did with um, Cole versus Pat Mac King. Oh, my bad. So, yeah, Michael Cole. So, see, that's yeah. why they had it. They were going to change his name. Yeah. Uh, Michael Cole versus Jerry the King Lawler. Austin was like, have him be the special guest referee. Yes, that's fine. Let him be put him in the corner of whoever Owens is feuding with. I would love that. Fuck it. But don't make it a don't make it a one-on-one or a te- like don't have him as a listed competitor in the match. You know what, Asa? I'm uh, gonna say something that I would usually really shit on. But this <laughs> is way better than Austin having a match. Okay, here it is. Kevin Owens versus Bad Bunny with fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bad Bunny's corner. I would be fine with that. It would be way less offensive to me than fucking having Austin have a match. Uh, can we move on because to a different story? The reason that you you would be okay with it is because you have two great wrestlers and then Steve Austin on the outside. Uh, That's true. That was shitty. No, was I shitty. mean, Bad Bunny. I just mean, like, I mean, currently. I was, I'm not saying that Austin was, is a shitty wrestler. Just, like, moving now. I'm willing to bet that after 19 years... Bad Bunny would have a better match with Owens than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, will. because Bad Bunny can do this. And for yeah, people that sh- can't see it, I fucking shook my head really fast, which is a shitty which joke. Is- but I. It's also everybody who can't see this because it's not like we're broadcasting this a lot. That's true. My bad. I'm really <laughs> upset about this. I need you to know I saw this report like Monday, and it was one of those mm-hmm. things between that and the Cody thing. My fucking heart can't take another thing. Like. It's been a it's been a while. It's a good thing the Super Bowl was so much fun for me because I'm pretty sure I just would have walked into the night being like, "This is the fucking darkest timeline." Um, <laughs> God damn it! Um, I hate everything. Also, in this comicbook.com story, there is a interview that they pulled from back in April of 2021 where Austin was on Talk as Jericho and they talked about him possibly making a return, and his whole mentality is like he shot down offers because like why? Why would I? You know, it's not about money. I'm out of the business. It took me a long time to accept that I'm out of the business. Even if I did like a taker huge one match, I would need to train for like three or four months. And then I'm surrounding myself with it again. And I feel like I'm back in and then to do one match. And then what? Like why? So I am not a hundred percent sure it's going to happen. And again, the report isn't that stone cold. Steve Austin is going to have a match. The report is WWE is making a big push to have him have a match. So Dalton may have gotten, you know, all, all twisted. Uh, no. Turned out of shape. Be- twisted out of shape. Because- bent out of shape. Bent out of shape. I couldn't think of that phrase. Holy crap. Dalton got all bent out of shape for possibly nothing. So. No, Cody's still, we'll see. Cody's still at a. We're moving on. It's, We're moving on. I'm, this is justified no matter what. You, you didn't get that loud about Cody, though. That's true. You got yeah. loud about Austin. Well, I mean, <laughs> one of them was Austin, so. Also, uh, just a quick caveat too. Part of the reason that apparently they're making such a big push is uh, ticket sales for WrestleMania are not good. Uh, there was a, I did see a thing that they were running a two for one sale. They were doing like a val, the, the venue was doing like a Valentine's Day sale. <laughs> CM Punk fucking called it. <laughs> oh, holy shit! I forgot about that. Oh. All right. This is the <gasps> this is the best timeline now that I know that. Fucking nailed it, punkers. Oh, oh, that was great. Holy crap. So, um, but somehow that's not even the end of the stories for the week. Uh, real quick, some good news. And one we don't have to stay a ton of time on. We know the third inductee into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. It has been confirmed that it is Samoa Joe. 
going in. Uh, yeah, uh, Samoa Joe's the reason I know what Ring of Honor is. Yeah. It was his title run that it is what first, like, that was one of the first Ring of Honor matches I ever saw. What, which was it was well after the fact. I was not current yeah. with Ring of Honor. I was years behind on Ring of Honor. But Samoa Joe was the first because it was after he was in TNA that I discovered Ring of that I found out like what Ring of Honor really was. But absolutely deserving. Hard to argue against anyone more than Samoa Joe. That said, I do think this means that next week the entrant number four is going to be CM Punk. There, we talked about it last week about like, oh, well, maybe they're going to do some behind the scenes people. Maybe they're going to do. No, they're this is heavy hitters, heavy hitters only. So if it's not CM Punk, I could see it being like a Christopher Daniels. Um, but it's it's going to be a name. It's, it's going to be a big name. Yes. And feel free to clip this section of the podcast out. And when it is, you know, Carrie Silken, you can play this and make fun of me for being very, very wrong. So I'm upset that it's not going to be Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, I, I was mean, a, but I was about to do another big rant like I just did, but I don't think I have the energy for it, and it's really hard. I'm to fine. <laughs> we don't have the time for it, so I'm going to tell you that no, you cannot. Right, I am I am disallowing. Let it. me see the rest of the stories and see if I can do it. Go ahead, keep going. Uh, <laughs> oh no, this one's on me. Uh, Josh Alexander's impact contract and U.S. work visa have expired. Uh, Josh Alexander on his Twitter uh, on the 14th. Today, my contract expired and subsequently also U.S. work visa. Unfortunately, as a consequence, I will not be able to honor my commitments to both Terminus Pro and AML Wrestling later this month. I'm disappointed and I'm sorry. Hopefully, I'll have everything in order soon. Uh, this sucks. Yeah, real this, bad. This, this sucks. I know I was just putting over how good Impact has been, the quali- like TV quality-wise, but like... Fuck this. <laughs> this is awful. Um, because it, it contracts expire. That's whatever. But his being specifically tied to his work visa, so now he can't do these other shows, that's that's what sucks. Um, also, part of the whole, like, Twitter's a cesspool thing, people were being like, oh, it's a work. He's gonna... Because they basically... He was one of the original members of Team Impact for No Surrender this Saturday. Yeah. But then he, like, lost his mind after a match. He attacked a bunch of people, including Scott DeAmore, who's the on-air authority figure. And they he so they basically just, like, sent quote-unquote sent him home. You know, he's, he's suspended. I don't know if they suspended him or what, but he's off the team. He's off Team Impact, and he's no longer part of the show. So that was their way of getting around it because they knew his contract was about to expire. And granted, maybe they couldn't come to terms, but the fact that his work visa was tied to it, that that's what really sucks. Yeah, real bad, um, too. So hopefully someone scoops him up. I know, it, granted, with Brandy leaving AEW, the whole t- America's Top Team feud is seemingly done but like she name dropped him for aew so maybe aew scoops him up pretty quick that was we only yeah. signed you to get closer to alexander that got me like whatever that mm-hmm. got said i was, there was like Ooh. there was there was one exchange on twitter that like i i hated because it was it was ethan page and brady rhodes doing something and page tagged alexander and she responded with whatever comeback and then also thanks for the contact information like did you not you follow didn't him? have <laughs> Yeah, you don't. You didn't have his Twitter at like I. I have that. Holy crap! Like I'm. Am I going to be an EVP at AEW because I know people's Twitter handles? Shit, he he likes one of my tweets in response to him. Uh, <laughs> I apparently so, I'm more closer to Alexander than Brandy Rhodes is. Yeah. Um. So, but that's a bummer uh, for Alexander. Hopefully that does all get sorted. Hopefully someone does sign. Someone will sign him. Oh yeah. Like it's a matter of time. This is someone that you need on your roster, just whether your impact, uh, you know, I know we talk a lot about AEW kind of being talent bloated, which is a fair criticism, but also like him, I'm very, I, I want him on the same show as Ethan Page. Yeah. Is what I'll say. I want the North to reunite. That said, I don't necessarily want men of the year to disband because as much as I did, I didn't want them to be a team. Because of one SCU splitting and Scorpio Sky splitting from them, and then Ethan Page leaving Impact to break up the North, um, they have quickly and plus the the Vlog, their chemistry on on that is phenomenal. Yeah. So I've really liked the Men of the Year team, but like, either add Josh Alexander to that or do something like there. There's stuff you can do there. Like, but either way, 
get this man back on my television. Please and thank you. Very, very much. Uh, plus, he was also super cool when he came to CCW. Yeah. So, like... We had the same yeah. we had the same weird story on a fan asking us if we knew what happened after we died. It was a Jehovah's what? Witness. We had somebody Oh yeah. Guy, oh yeah, 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 that's right. I thought you meant we as in you and I. No, me and is, I was like, we as in me and Josh Alexander, which is the only time yeah. ever in the history of my life I can say <laughs> me and Josh Alexander had a shared experience. Yeah. So um, but hopefully that gets sorted out and his, he can quickly get his work visa. Cause I don't know what that process looks like once it's expired. I'm not even going to try to talk on that. Uh, where was, there we go. 205 live has officially ended its run. It has since been rebranded to, uh, NXT level up the, it, it, which makes a lot of sense. You know, the Cruiserweight Championship was absorbed into the North American Championship whenever... Was that it? Yeah. Because it was Carmelo Hayes... And Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong, that's right. So, but... So, the fact that there was still a 205 Live didn't make a ton of sense because there's no Cruiserweight title anymore. And even for the last few months, it has been... 205 Live has not been a Cruiserweight show. It has been more of like the developmental developmental show yeah so now the the name and the branding matches what nxt 2.0 is it really kind of seemed like it was a matter of time but it's a shame to see it end uh 205 live especially like at the beginning when it was its own little bubble and it wasn't just like oh we're gonna cross you over with raw and we're gonna make sure you know they are not equal (laughs) yeah but that said like mustafa ali tony niece cedric alexander uh, Arya Davari, Buddy Murphy, like 205 Live OG, like put on some friggin' banger match matches. Did you so, did you say Gulak? I did not, but also Drew Gulak. He's he's in there. I'm not obviously. I can't go through the entire 205 Live. Yeah, he was the, cruiserweight he, classic roster. He was but, the important one though. Okay, I love Drew Gulak. I'm sorry. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so that's a bummer. But. It, it it kind of it was one inevitable and two like it makes a lot it does make sense even though i disagree with that like direction but i'm a dick with a podcast so it doesn't matter <laughs> this one i'm actually genuinely like I, I know you're gonna think i'm making this up like i'm lying or being or doing a bit i am genuinely excited to see this john cena has joined the cast of a Looney Tunes movie. No, I'm I'm uh, also really excited about this. John Cena is a really fun actor. Like, he's hilarious. Yeah, dude is legit hilarious. Uh, I watched uh, the Suicide Squad movie for the first time, like right after I got COVID. Like, it was like one of the first things I. No, it was right before I got COVID, and like I had watched John Cena in like blockers and stuff like that, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. it's it's a movie, it's a dumb comedy. But then I saw Suicide Squad, and he legit made me laugh. Like four times, and mm. some of them he didn't even do anything like vocal wise. It was just his body movements, and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. No, yeah. So uh, this is from IGN.com. Adele anchors. John Cena has joined the cast of Coyote versus Acme, an upcoming live action slash CGI animation hybrid film that will center around the classic Looney Tunes character Wiley e. Coyote. Which pause? Hell yeah! Looney Tunes are cool. I've I've like the Looney Tunes are a ton of fun. But Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote are the best ones. No disrespect to Donald or Donald Duck. Daffy. No disrespect to Daffy Duck because Daffy Duck is my second favorite. Uh, Sylvester and Tweety, uh, obviously Bugs and the uh, Elmer Fudd, uh, dude, racist dude with the guns. Oh, I just Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam. I he like the character isn't racist. I just assume like oh he's the, you know you know Yosemite racist. Sam said some some not nice things to that dog. Yeah, uh, you know Porky Pig. Like I I love the Looney Tunes. I had a VHS. I had like like three or four VHS tapes. You ain't even said but, the best one. Yes, I did. What Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote? It's fucking Tasmanian Devil. You uncultured swine. He's the best okay, you one. Are in- no, you are incorrect. I'm sorry. Where's his solo movie? That's right. So now shut up the fuck up while I continue to read the story. 
According to The Hollywood Reporter, Cena has closed the deal to enter the wacky and wonderful world of the Looney Tunes to portray one of the primary antagonists in Warner Brothers. Upcoming, in Warner Brothers' upcoming feature, Coyote vs. Acme, which is said to be based on a New York Humor article of the same name, written by Ian Frazier and published and first published in 1990. The film will tell the story of a down-on-his-luck attorney who takes on Wiley Coyote as a client in a lawsuit against the Acme Corporation over its many <laughs> defective products, <laughs> only to discover that the boss of his former law firm is representing Acme. Cena will play the Acme lawyer in the Looney Tunes movie, which is due to enter production in New Mexico this March. So, so this movie's like five years out. We're like it's it's going to be a long time, but John Cena playing a lawyer representing the Acme Corporation, which again the Roadrunner Wiley Coyote dynamic of him buying these super elaborate things and them always exploding on him or landing on him or backfiring whatever. I am excited for this. This legitimately like when I read that headline for the first time, it kind of made my day because. And l- listen to Dalton's reaction just reading the premise of that. And he's going to tell me the Tasmanian devil could do anything that cool? <laughs> no. Little spinny boy. Whatever. Nah. I got Dante Martin. I'll watch him do flips. That's way better. I hate you. You can glare at me all you want. You know I'm right. I'm just going to let you move on to the next story. You know who's? You know who would be co- cooler than the Tasmanian de- devil? Who? Human Tornado. He, th- he does tornadoes. Not as fast. You don't know that. You don't know how fast he moves. He moves so fast that he just becomes a cone, Asa. Yeah, it's stupid. I'm like, I hate you. It's dumb. Anyway, last of the news stories, and then uh, I'm going to make the call now that we're going to push all of yeah, the that's uh, fine. 2K22 and the Mattel figure dump uh, into next week. Assuming, like, the Young Bucks don't kill each other, and then Shane McMahon... Uh, does a coup and owns wwe because at this point who knows what's gonna happen it was man um, on the contract asa exactly uh and then ec3 and adam sure formerly known as braun Strowman, of course uh announce a traveling live event promotion control your narrative promotion and say that a tv deal is imminent uh let me see this is from wrestlinginc.com mark middleton EC3's Control Your Narrative brand has announced their two first two live events. Uh, the CYN Awakening live events are being handled by EC3, Killer Cross, and the Titan, Adam Sure. Their official website notes that more names will be announced in the future. Um, and then the CYN... Uh, nope, go back. That's not right. Oh, they don't have it. Okay. Sorry for the dead air there. Um, that was not the link I thought it was, because that's just announcing the live events. But apparently there's a TV deal that's imminent coming. Um, so the, I don't know if this is going to be like a third full-on promotion. We don't really have a lot of information on it, but it would be interesting to watch, see what happens there. With Because uh, the EC, it's pretty much since his release, EC3 has been pushing the whole control your narrative thing and has now turned it into a full-on brand like he's run sh- they've run live events before yeah uh or th- they've done the pay-per-view the control your Na- narrative pay-per-view so it'll be like i'm, I'm sure like cardone is going to be a part of it um yeah it, it'll be interesting to see i i'm don't have a lot to say about it because i have to see it like i have to see what the product looks like before i'm like hell yeah because mm-hmm. like the things i have seen from control your narrative are not things that i think i will like if that makes sense no yeah i get it because it's it's it, it, it has its own tone that i'm not super like into yeah but that said that doesn't mean it's bad it's just mean it doesn't you know it, it doesn't vibe uh it doesn't it doesn't pass the vibe check for me oh god um i did find you the, i found bastard. the easy jesus christ no i'm hip did you not hear me use vibe in a sentence oh my god uh this is from their Twitter, the EC3 Twitter account, the Control Your Narrative press release. EC3, Adam Schur, set to launch new wrestling company. CYN Live announces the first two live events. Uh, we collectively, as wrestlers, can no longer wait. We cannot wait on companies that answer only to shareholders. Companies where billionaires collect talent as toys. Companies that fire their entire roster for the mistake their office made. Companies that are complacent in presentation. 
All talent featured in CYN have asked to be a part of the project. These competitors range from known to unknown and include names like Matt Cardona, Moose, John Schuyler, Matt Seidel, Marina Shafir, Weston Blake, Matt Taven, and more. On March 31st, CYN Dallas, the much-anticipated debut of Killer Cross takes place. The one thing missing from CYN to become who they are supposed to be was a proper platform and network distribution that has been achieved. So, uh, they will have more information, I'm sure, as they get closer. Um, and the, where is the thing about? Network TV deal announcement imminent. So, prob may judging by that wording i would think we would have more information for next week's show but i'm not gonna just bank on that because it's wrestling and boy have we learned that especially this week to don't just assume things nope because that bit me in my fat old booty so uh what do you all think i want to i'm genuinely curious like what you think of the cody news uh are you as angry as dalton about the stone cold steve austin potential return i doubt it uh but if you let me know your thoughts there uh the the whole point of this show is because we want to talk about wrestling i want to talk about wrestling so if you want to talk about it with us on the show it's at nerdiest part twitter.com slash nerdiest part you can follow me on twitter at the five star man follow dalton on twitter pz85 d anthony and yeah you look like you have something that you're nah you're good no okay yeah so, uh, yes, make sure that you, if you like this show, if you like this episode, share it with your friends. Don't forget any sort of subscription, review, follow, anything like that helps with the algorithms and helps us get into more people's ears. And that is a cool thing. So if you, hopefully this week's episode was a lot better than last week's. If you've stuck around this far, thank you. We appreciate you. And until next week, watch wrestling.